The following is a sponsored program paid for by First Alliance Credit Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves featuring Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning, everyone. It's time for Good Money Moves on News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. I'm Andy Brownell, and I am joined again by Jenna Tobble and David Scouten from the First Alliance Credit Union. Yeah, good morning. Hello, morning, hello. everyone. Good morning. And as promised, we're going to dive back into identity theft and fraud. And yeah. I can't stress how important a topic this is. It's so, when you, we covered this last week, every mm-hmm. two seconds, yes. some sort of identity theft or fraud is taking place. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's more than a little tiny bit scary. So. <laughs> We covered those statistics, $16 billion in costs and how often it happens. Uh, what are we going to dig into this week? Yeah, so we are going to obviously continue our conversation about identity theft, like you said. But I felt like we kind of glazed over a, some of the different types of identity theft and how those work. And I wanted to dig a little bit deeper into those because I think it's really important that people understand how these different types of strategies people use to steal your identity work because once you know how they work and you can better kind of prepare yourself to not fall victim to that kind of that knowledge is power so always um yeah so specifically we're really going to dig into data breaches because that is such a huge topic it's the one you see that pops up in the news constantly um phishing we kind of dug into that a little bit and then pretexting because those are really the the most common types that you kind of end up. They're in the news using. all the time. They are. All three they really are. And unfortunately, they worked too well. <laughs> right, which is why we're continuing to talk about them and give people <laughs> the information they need to avoid. Two of them we have some control over, a lot of control. The one the average person doesn't have, a lot of control. Right. And that would be the data breach. But I suppose as we get into this discussion, we might learn some tricks that could even minimize our risk for that. Absolutely. So, um, Knowledge, of course, power, as Jenna said. Why is identity theft such an important topic to the First Alliance Credit Union? Why are we doing these programs, Jenna? Yeah, so I, the reason I wanted to spend so much time talking about this is because, the, I mean, the reason people steal your identity is to get at your money, right? And what's the credit union there for? To help you manage your money and keep it safe, um, so really, one of the biggest concerns we have as a credit union is keeping our men- members' money and their personal information safe and secure. Um, and one of the best ways that we can do that is through educating our members and the general public on how best to protect themselves. You know, oftentimes, if you give out your personal information or, you know, money willingly to that Nigerian prince that emails you, that money's gone and it really hurts your financial situation. And we want our our members to be financially successful and always be making good money moves. And a big part of that is protecting your identity um, in as many ways as possible. Yep. And so much is to do with technology, but these it scams is. have been around forever. You mentioned the Nigerian prince. Yeah. I remember getting letters in the mail mm-hmm. that were that very same scam. Yeah. And then as soon as we had fax machines, one of the first things that crossed on the fax was the Nigerian prince scam. Yeah. I've actually legitimately received one of those emails before. That's why I bring that up. I, I, I put it out on you my have, Facebook page, and I was like, so, well, my prince has come, you guys. How <laughs> lucky am I? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go more in depth. I guess let's start with the one we have very little control over, data breaches. 
Um, those are the ones that are in the news all the time. The big corporations get hit. Somebody hacks in. What is it exactly, and how does this all work with these data breaches? Sure. Data breaches are simply when someone uh, gets unauthorized access to information held at some corporation or organization. Uh, It's usually a larger organization because the payload's better, right? And so that's why you see things like Target or Home Depot or, or like we said, Equifax getting breached. Um, And then they're stealing all the information. Uh, the important information, the, the, the gold, so to speak, that they're looking for are credit card numbers, social security numbers, passwords, banking information, and driver's licenses. Addresses are also very helpful, uh, tied to specific names. Mm-hmm. The, all this stuff can be used to uh, steal from you and impersonate uh, who you are. And so that's what they're trying to do. That's the key to it. Yeah. Identity theft. They're yeah. trying mm-hmm. to go out there in the financial world and pretend that they are you. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and one, one, one other one that's important is medical records. People are trying to steal your medical records and to use that to mm-hmm. either uh, uh, put claims against your insurance or to use that information uh, to, to impersonate you again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Back that's to happened. what I said earlier, it doesn't seem like there's a heck of a lot I can do myself. Is there a is there a way to minimize my risk from being exposed to something bad happening to me because of a data breach? Well, you rely on these co- companies to protect your information when you give it to them. And so um, there isn't a lot you can do um, when they get breached. I would say one thing to do that can be done um, is to actually uh, talk to your legislature about making sure all corporations have to follow uh, common uh, security practices that are best practice. Right now, part of the problem with some of these breaches is that they're not accountable to keep the information secure because the people who are accountable are actually financial institutions because that's where the money is. But the breaches aren't happening there. Mm-hmm. Uh, financial institutions oh. have lots of regulation and, and security controls and that are, are being observed um, and, and audited. But not so much when you get into that small, you know, small business merchant. What, do they have money to make sure that stuff's secure? Um, and it's large corporations as well. Um, so part of what makes a difference is making sure your legislature, no, your, your your representative knows that um, it's important. Data security is important everywhere. Uh, not mm-hmm. just at financial institutions. You know, yeah. It's ironic to me that when you addressed how big of a problem this is, $16 billion problem, mm-hmm. that that hasn't already happened. <laughs> that right. Somebody would have put that in place to you know lock down this information because it is so darn costly. Yeah. That's actually why in Europe, they, they you've heard of this thing called the GDPA. Uh, it's a you know, general data protection act or something like that. Um, it's actually, uh, that's, that's its intent. Its intent is to cre- create common security principles and privacy principles across all industries. So everybody's accountable to the same rules. Uh, so that's a, in some ways, that's a great move. Some people might not like how it's been implemented or some of the uh, actually fairly punitive you know, penalties that they put in place. But the intent is right. Everybody's got to it's always the weakest link. So let's make yeah. sure everybody's running the same rules mm-hmm. um, that, that where it involves your money. 
Um, and because so, otherwise, it'll keep happening. So, right. as you said, it will keep happening yep. the way it is now. Is there anything I can do personally that would uh, minimize myself being harmed, or are there steps I can take? Yeah. So mostly, it's vigilance. Monitor the, the uh, your accounts that you have. Monitor. Um, make sure you're checking. You know, using tools like. Uh, the the on off with your cards you, we call it my cards at First Alliance but there's other uh, uh, financials or card companies that have these uh, turn off turn on with your credit card or debit cards uh, really important to have those tools watch your credit score um, information will come in there when things are breached and that's an important piece to have um, and and always make sure that you are watching who you're dealing with uh, so. Um, if it's not such a strong-looking, you know, organization or website, maybe don't do your business online with them. Yeah. You know, um, I always go to the Better Business Bureau. Yeah, and just mm-hmm. maybe it won't be covered, but it's always a relief if they do have a listing there and, yeah. and they're accredited or something. I go, okay, mm-hmm. I feel better. Yeah. At least in that case. Yeah, I mean, just do your due diligence in the types of companies and the people that you choose to work with, you know, and just make sure that they're they're reputable and most good organizations are going to do everything they can to protect your information. They're going to take the fact that they hold your personal information very seriously. Um, but there's always that one person in within the organization who can still click that one email. Up, yeah. you know? So <laughs> even, even the most advanced technology to keep your information safe sometimes isn't enough when you, I mean, you just have to be very careful personally and hope that everyone else around you is doing the same and then just know what to look for if something does happen red flags you mentioned your credit report um your credit i imagine what it is then if somebody is using your identity to take out credit they're obviously not paying (laughs) the payments so you're Mm -hmm. gonna have some bad reports coming in and your credit score will plummet Mm -hmm. and you've mentioned before inquiries right that's not what they're called though it's when yeah, checked. yeah, yep. Uh, so, like a hard versus a soft a inquiry. Poll, that's what, yeah. Yeah, we, poll. yeah, poll inquiry. <laughs> they're they're kind of interchangeable, but yes, yep. So, so a lot of that is happening that will also impact your score mm-hmm. in relatively short order. That's a red yes. flag. Yes. And no, the other red flags, on yeah, data breaches. Um, another red flag would be simple things like, did your statement stop coming, and you didn't turn that off, you didn't stop that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, somebody else did. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's another one. Um, irregularity uh, with with your statements is another red flag to to look at, uh, for sure. And charge is the obvious one, right? Somebody else started right. using your target account. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, buying stuff. And with data breaches, typically, especially with larger larger organizations, you at least hear about the breach in the news so that you can then go, okay, well, yes, I did use my credit card at Target during that time frame. Maybe I should really pay attention to my accounts or, you know what, it would make me feel really better to just close this card and get a new one issued to keep myself safe all around. And those are options as well, too. So just pay attention to the news and make sure that you're paying attention to when these breaches are happening. It's all about making good money moves. Mm -hmm. Financial literacy. That's what (laughs) this is all about. We're going to talk more about how to protect yourself against some of the more common ways that identity thieves uh, get at your data and your money on Good Money Moves. We'll be back on Newstock 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
We're talking good money moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Good Money Moves. Andy Brownell, Jenna Tobble, and David Scouten from the First Alliance Credit Union, of course, delving more into identity theft and identity fraud. Um, we talked about, you know, we did a quick overview of all this last week in one of the Phishing, obviously. I, I think the term is funny, the name for it, first of all. But it's an app <laughs> name if they don't if they spell it differently because that's what they're doing. It, essentially, they're throwing a line out there and randomly hoping somebody mm-hmm. will take the bait. That's right. Exactly. And the bait is you offering up some useful piece of information. About yourself, yes. That's right. Yes. So Yikes. maybe delve more into that, David. What, what are we talking about and how does this all work? Sure. So um, first of all... We've probably heard of phishing for, it seems like, years. Um, but unfortunately, it's still probably one of the most successful ways that people get information outside of a data breach. Um, people still click on stuff. Um, and, and today, they're getting more and more sophisticated. So phishing is predominantly emails, emails that look like they're from someone that's legitimate, like UPS or FedEx or your Verizon bill. And they're asking you to click on something or to open an attachment. Um, uh, what happens is if you click on it, it's either going to take you to a website that's, that's not real and it's going to ask you to p- enter in your information and now they got it. Or it's going to, uh, you're going to click on, um, uh, an attachment or a link that will install something on your computer and that will be used to basically uh, take over your computer, look for any information or to install things like a key logger which is basically something that's recording all the keystrokes so that they can copy and find out what your password and your username are, is for any, any particular sites that you're on. That's, that's, that's basically it. Um, and all they're doing is trying to make it look enticing or legitimate for you to click on. Things can, it, so number one is, first of all, if you're not expecting an email from someone and it shows up out of the blue, question it. Don't click on it. Maybe call the person up. Maybe send a separate email to that person and say, hey, did you send me this? Those are things that you can do to prevent um, these kinds of accidents to, uh, happening and, and really losing your information. And the, uh, I know one of the other tricks is, because I always get it, the PayPal fish. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where, oh, you know, here, go here and you click on it. Supposedly take you to a website and as you said, you fill out your login information and then bam. They can steal from you, but if you hover on the email, your mouse over the links, you'll see right away that it's not PayPal. Right. Because yeah. it'll show some, you know, it might even have PayPal in there, but it's not PayPal.com. It's something totally different than their website. Right. Exactly. And that's where that, that hovering and checking to say, is it really what it's it's supposed to be, uh, is important to do. And that's one of the red flags, I suppose. Any other red flags we can look for in phishing? You know, you you talked about the the weird URL URLs or websites. Um, uh, spelling errors are a good tip off, mm-hmm. um, uh, and also just offers that are way too good to be true. <laughs> I mean, if it's too good to true, be true, it probably is. Mm-hmm. And so, someone's trying to get something, you know, from you. So that's those are probably the biggest red flags uh, when looking at email. I've seen mm-hmm. too the uh, the big names, corporate names, and the look at the logo, and you can see that. 
it just really wasn't executed all that well. Right. <laughs> the edges are not crisp or, you know, there's like yeah. little tiny things like that. Yeah. 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 No, those are all really good indications to watch out for. Um, another thing to just be wary of, I mean, with pretty much any type of um, identity theft tactics, that sense of urgency. We talked about that before, but I, you know, I can't stress that enough that that's really, they kind of play off of your fears and your anxieties and they will use that to entice you to do the things that you wouldn't normally do if, if it wasn't that urgent situation. So these folks are really skillful at pushing your buttons. Yes. That's why it's called social engineering. Um, really it's, we, it's, you know, we covered the <laughs> online stuff. Yeah. And obviously, you know, it may be a little bit trickier, but we're all getting bombarded with these phone calls, too. And in essence, that's what they are as well, right? Phishing yeah. phone calls, somebody saying, yep, text you know, messages. I'm from the Facebook. utility company, and we need your social security number in order to check on something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so th- this is funny, right? So if they're trying to fish for stuff over a voicemail or a phone, it's called vishing. If it's <laughs> email, it's phishing. And if it's text messaging, it's smishing. 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 Oh. From SMS text, oh, sure, I guess. SML. So, so <laughs> little smish, slow on the uptake. Fish and vish. Vish. <laughs> it's a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Somebody <laughs> in a room somewhere. Yeah, right. Thinking of these titles <laughs> for all these different scammers out there. Oh, so I heard a new one. It's called juice jacking. Juice jacking. Juice jacking. What it is is uh, you know at air- the airports where you have those USB ports where you can plug in and charge your phones. Sure. Mm-hmm. Now they're taking, they're putting software on there to to get onto your phone and get your information. Oh my gosh! And it's called juice jacking because you're trying to charge, get juice. So, that's, so I can't that's even charge term. my phone in the airport anymore. You got to be careful. How and do again, you? Do they? How do you know that that's happening? I just heard it on the news. <laughs> Honestly, um, <laughs> if airports weren't bad enough already, <laughs> <you're> <laughs> right. well, it pays to be paranoid. It's like everything else. Yeah. If it looks a little weird. Be careful. It's like those card skimmers. Yes. If you mm-hmm. see, if it looks pumps, a little funny, mm-hmm. that be, one doesn't look be, like that one. Be careful. Why? And for those, the best way is just use a regular power outlet. A power outlet can never with get, your own charger. Yeah, with your own charger, <laughs> okay. then you're good. Uh, you but know how hard those are to find in an airport. Oh, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. We all face that. Okay, we have to take a quick break, but we're going to talk about another one of the more common. Uh, identity theft schemes out there. That would be pretexting. It covers a whole gamut of things. So we'll be back with Good Money Moves, more on identity theft and identity uh, fraud on uh, News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking good money moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back. I'm Andy Brownell with News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Jenna Tobble and David Scouten with the First Alliance Credit Union. And we have been focusing on identity theft and fraud in ways we can protect ourselves. Um, we're going to get to pretexting in just a moment, but we kind of forgot to protect ourselves on our computers and our tablets, there are we can yeah. download software to help deal with that, right, David? Yeah, exactly. So um, a lot of good antivirus software, and and you know, check on some re- you know reviews on rep- reputable sites on on some good ones to uh, to download. It's not just antivirus anymore. They do lots of things like um, prevent uh, if you go to a website that has mal- malicious. 
uh, code on it. They'll, they'll prevent those or they'll give you a warning. Um, so they start talking more in terms of what's called endpoint security, the endpoint being the computer and how do you secure it uh, in totality, prevent malware, uh, prevent viruses, that's that's the traditional one, but also things like anti-ransomware. So a new technique yeah. is to install software, again, using phishing, uh, click on this link, install this software, and all of a sudden you've got ransomware um, uh, encrypting your hard drive. That's what it does. So ransomware, what it does is it encrypts your hard drive, uh, and then they call you or contact you to unlock it for for a fee. For a fee. <laughs> for a fee. Um, and most times they don't do what they say. But um, these tools help you prevent it. You could look at the one, you know, there's several out there that do things around helping with anti with ransomware and, and preventing you from by accidentally clicking on a website that's not, not good. So I've had that happen before where I've gone to a very legitimate website, news website, and somebody must have got into their system or there was an advertisement that had been placed on their website. Yes. And bing, this alert mm-hmm. comes up and says, whoa, whoa. danger, danger. Yeah. It, it happens, and it does happen, like you said. It's not only just weird, you know, uh, odd websites. It can be legitimate websites that just mm-hmm. get compromised themselves. Um, you know, it's a never-ending battle uh, between those things. So, you know, having good security on your computer, on your phone, on your, you know, iPad is important. Take a look at that and see what options you have out there. Keep it up um, to date. And keep it up to date, for okay. sure. Pretexting. Yes, pretexting, about? yes. So again, pretexting is really, uh, I would call it almost classic social engineering where people are trying to pretend they're someone they're not um, in order to gain your trust. And once they gain your trust, they try to get information out of you that they can use to basically commit fraud in your name or to steal money from you. Again, they're trying to steal. What are some of the key things that, what kind of key information are they usually trying to elicit from you? So they want your social security number. They want your, uh, you know, uh, personal information like mother's maiden name. You know, that's always the the extra secret qu- question everybody has. Um, they're trying to find out, you know, where you, you were born, place of your birth. Um, they want obviously account numbers um, and your address, um, name, how old. All these things that can be used to identify someone that they can use to impersonate you. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you re- go down that list, you just mm-hmm. mentioned every one of those is. When you think about it, obvious, <laughs> right? Because those are the things that these uh, mm-hmm. they secure your accounts. Right. Those extra steps that you take, so just, somebody doesn't just randomly able to access it. Exactly. Right. So exactly. always remember, there should be a context for which someone is calling you, and they have the information if they're legitimate. They don't need to ask you for it. Uh, so always challenge for that, and and make sure you've got. A real, re- there should be a reason for it. Yeah. I mean, you may get a call uh, for a fraud on your card, but they should t- be able to tell you something of information for you to validate that they saw uh, something that's real, right? Yeah. And so, um, be careful with that. And again, they're not going to uh, ask you for key information like that. Um, it's they have it already, right? And yeah. so, why? Um, and so. You know, that's, that's probably the number one thing. Again, they're going to try to rush you, make you feel pressured to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, those are common techniques to try to get you to divulge information. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to summarize. Never click. <laughs> <laughs> and never do this on the phone. 
Right. Ever. Exactly. And if they get offended that you're not doing it, obviously something's wrong there. Yeah. Yep. If they start to get agitated because you're not answering their questions quickly or or directly, that's a very clear sign that something is not right and you should hang up immediately. Just remember, nobody, you don't have to give your information to anybody ever. You don't have to. (laughs) <laughs> Set that boundary. <laughs> well, and also don't feel like you are being rude either. Exactly. Just hang mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Right. And then call back the institution that was supposedly contacting you. If you think, if somebody is pretending to be First Alliance Credit Union calling you and then you hang up and you call us back, we're going to be like, no, we did not call you asking yeah. you for that Thank information. You for up Thank you for too. letting us know this is happening. So now we can protect our members. There you go. Yeah. So if I go to the... I'm, going to guess I can go to the website and find out a ton of great stuff about what we've been talking about, all these different ways I can be scammed. Always. So firstalliancecu.com is our website. I would strongly encourage you to subscribe to our blog so that you can get all of our most recent um, tips and advice on not only identity theft protection, but all sorts of other financial topics to help you make good money moves. Um, We also have our resource page, which has information um, about what to do if you do become a victim of identity theft. It's a it's a booklet you can download for free and use. Um, we also have tools like we've talked about uh, the My Cards uh, feature and the credit score feature within our mobile banking app and our online banking. And then, of course, we have our Legal Shield um, identity theft protection plan discounts for our members as well, which can also be found on our resource page. Well, fantastic. Yeah. Well, thanks, David. Well, thank you. It was a pleasure. Wonderful information. I hope everybody was paying attention. Yeah. If not, go back and listen again. (laughs) (laughs) You can do that very easily. Just go to uh, kerosenews.com, our website, or our News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM app. And on the trending bar, it says local podcast, and you can find all of the episodes that we have done. And uh, it's a wealth of information. All right. Jenna Tobble, David Scouten from the First Alliance Credit Union. Until next time, Jenna, I'm Andy Brownell on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.